From Tally to Cali, it's time to wake up. Warchant.com is your ultimate seminal sports source. And this is Wake Up Warchant, presented by Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. One more, now here's Warchant.com's ass on Hunch of Andy and Corey Clark. Clemson week. Clemson week. Clemson week. Mm-hmm. Welcome in, everybody. Live edition of Wake Up Warchant. Presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill in Tallahassee, Florida. And since we are live, our great friends over at Vitamin Energy. Check it out. New polos. They might be debuting on the Vitamin Energy War Chant Wrap after a victorious Florida State effort over Clemson. Probably around 530-ish. Maybe a little mm. dusk starting to set in, possibly. Does it get dusky at all in North Georgia, South South Carolina? Upstate South Carolina around 530, Corey? Sure. I, I think that might be a little early for it, but like, yeah, we could we could hang out till dusk if you want. We can hang out and just bask in the glory. You folks should hang out at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill daily lunch specials Monday through Fridays, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m., only $8.99. Get a side dish of your choice as well. Check out the game. Maybe you'll be in some epic reaction footage courtesy mm-hmm. of the security cameras at Corner Pocket Bar and Grill, which they're not always watching you. They're just there in case something happens. Feel free to Live your life with freedom and liberty uh, at the Corner Pocket Bar and Grill. But Aslan's wrong. Of course, they are always turned on. <laughs> what would be the point of just security cameras that went off occasionally? I'm not. It's funny. I'm not bothered by that stuff. But like some people will be like skeeved out. They know there's like cameras everywhere. I mean, but it's an establishment. Of course, there's cameras. But I get what you're saying. But yes. Yeah, so, uh, but it's not like people are watching it. It's just if you know if, if something happens. Uh, like like uh, uh, Keon Coleman's 71 yard touchdown and, and with three minutes to go mm-hmm. to put you up 10. That's that's the that's the footage we want to see. I was in a Walmart the other day and like every aisle has a like a telescoping uh, telescoping like camera and mm-hmm. it's got a monitor underneath and it starts blinking and it's like you're on you're on camera recording in progress. And I'm like, this is aggressive. Like it's it's 99 cent toothbrushes. Like, what are we defending yeah. against here? Yeah. But anyhow, I. I digress. I'm not a stockholder, uh, but do check out the corner pocket bar and grill uh, all days of the week. But those lunch specials, 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Uh, Monday through Friday, Florida State, two and a half point favorite now over Clemson, Corey, since last time we spoke. Uh, what does that mean, man? What does it all mean, Corey? Is, is the public on the knolls? Yeah, well, I think the the line has been kind the the one the app that I uh, my bookie obviously I, I I look at that app, but I also look at another app, and it, of course I'm in Florida, so I can't bet not legally anyway. Um, and I feel like it's been two to two and a half the whole time since Sunday, uh, but I think in a, a couple other places, including my bookie, I think it's gone up. It's ticked up a little bit. Florida State started as a favorite. I saw in one they were a pick 'em, and now Florida State's favorite in all of them. You know, I, I don't know. I, I don't know. I, I think it means that, uh, you know, the people that know things like this know Florida State's a better team. Mm. I think they're a better team. Aslan thinks them a, they're a better team. Most of you watching think they're a better team. Now, they are a much better team than Boston College, and they were a face mask away from possibly losing. So that doesn't always mean everything. But I think, by and large, better teams usually win. And you know, so we'll see. We'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes. But I, I do think public money right now is on Florida State, um, just to the extent that it ticked up a half a point or a point. And I remember in 2013 that happened. I think in 2013 it was a much wilder variation. I think, I think 2013 Clemson started out as like a one or two point favorite, 
and then by the end of the week, Florida State was favored by two or three. Like it had it had gone big in the other way. Hmm. What was the final on that one? Fifty-one fourteen, huh? Yeah, fifty-one fourteen. Good old days. Good old days. Trying to go to. I think it was Odd Shark. I could have looked up and seen what it was, but usually ESPN has it, but they don't have it here. Really. I feel like also that was the last time Nick O'Leary was on that field, and he'll be there on Saturday. Good mm. memories for him, for mm. sure. Indeed. Uh, our guy Trey Lukens asks, Warchant hiring the paper mill I work at in Perry is shutting down, unfortunately. I'm like a younger and a little bit taller Corey Clark. Okay. Well, that's, hey, say no more. Hired. We need more of me. We need more of me out there. Uh, sorry about the. I heard about that's, the paper mill I being, that's being crazy. shut down too. Yeah. Like, I, I drive through Perry. Like if you're from the Tampa Clearwater area, and you got half a brain with you, you you don't go up 75 and 10. You go up US 19 the entire way, and you pass through Perry. And like the paper mill is like you're getting close to home. You can smell mm. it in the air. That's yeah. uh, that's a bummer, man. Um, life's an important thing out there. Football only plays a small part of it, Trey. But hopefully. Saturday gives you a little bit of a distraction from things. But if we do need a taller Corey Clark, maybe a, a body double at some point, we can bring you on the uh, the roster here, the payroll perhaps. So, And I'm taller than you think. I'm uh, Jeff makes me sound like I'm 5'4 or 5'2. I'm a little taller than that. I'm not a giant, though, no. Yeah. Our guy R. Wilmer says preseason Clemson was apparently uh, plus three. No way. Guessing maybe minus three they were favored. Now they're a two and a half point dog in their own house. I think he means more. Yeah, I would think he means that they were favored by three. Yeah. Um, yeah. And now they're. Yeah, I mean that again. That makes sense. What Florida State did to LSU, people still remember. Um, I think gamblers, um, the people that know, um, would would understand that Florida State had a bad quarter and a half. But uh, yeah, they 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 think Florida State is more like the team that played the first eight quarters. The first. Well, ten and a half quarters of this season. If you go, if you take the first two and a half, ten and a half quarters, Aslan of this season, Florida State was outscoring teams by a hundred points. Not bad. They had a hundred point point differential in ten and a half quarters, and then the last quarter and a half, it was minus nineteen. That's but you know, again, the larger sample size is a team that doesn't just win but dominates. Now, that's a tall tall order in Death Valley, but it means they're a pretty talented group. Reminder, WarChant.com running a uh, special that's only got days remaining on it. Um, it's the big game special. So it's yeah. 50% off an annual membership if you're a first-time subscriber over at WarChant.com. Not only do you get all the great stuff over at WarChant, whether it's Iris 321, Corey's columns, observations, Tom Lang's third and Lang, an analytical breakdown of how things look. Uh, you also get a 10% discount every single day over at Garnet and Gold. But then on days like today, they're actually running a 20% off all the T-shirts over mm. at Garnet and Gold just for War Chant subscribers. So think about it. You get 50% off an annual membership, 10% off at Garnet and Gold every single day, 20% off T-shirts, hats. They run various promotions every month for War Chant subscribers only. So come freaking home. What else? I mean, I know there's other people out there. They're trying, but it's Warchant.com. Yeah. It's the ultimate symbol sports source. It's the granddaddy of them all. It is. It it's is the, the OG. Oh, there's one of the granddads. There's one of the OGs. Let's go, Shane. Look at that. I forgot I restarted my computer and I don't have my soundboard available. So good grief, Aslan. Will you get it together? Shane deserves a little bit better than that. I'm so sorry, Shane. 
It's our guy, though, man. Let's give it up for him. He says he's still working, wanted to show some love. Go Seminoles. Back to work I go, taking a shot of vitamin energy right now. Our guy. Shane, our you're guy. the man. I think I, I think they're coming for the Virginia Tech game. I mean, again, it's like a it's uh you know, a lot of a lot of people from out of town didn't come for the Southern Miss game. So their first chance to come watch Florida State play in Doke is gonna be in October. It's a long stretch here. Uh, but Shane, can't wait to see you, buddy. And thank you very, very much, bud. Uh, it, it, stop working so hard. Good this grief. It's uh, it's past five o'clock where you live. This is unbelievable. Like, Go I relax. Uh, where's my soundboard, man? Like, I'm hurt right now, man. I got to I got to look. Yeah, I did it. A, that was it. That was awesome. Let me pull up a question. Yeah, me, yeah. oh, no, I'm like the guy from Police Academy. <laughs> Michael Johnson, I think his name was. No, Michael Winslow, I think Winslow. is his name. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Scotty Bruce, or Scott Bruce, fellas, I asked Jeff and Tom this question, but who do you think has a better defense between LSU and Clemson? Ooh, Scotty FSU on war chance, what he goes by. The floor is yours, Corey Clark. It's a good question. I, I would say Clemson because Florida State didn't have to face LSU with its best defensive lineman. If he had played, I would say it's a push. Um, but Clemson, I thought, man, I thought Clemson's defense was good against Duke. Uh, they just, their offense kept, you know, mishandling the ball. And finally the defense was like enough of this and gave up there at the end. But I, I thought the defense was good against Duke. And obviously you can't tell anything, honestly, from Charleston Southern and FAU. Uh, they did force turnovers though, which you like to see. Uh, I, I think Clemson's probably a little bit better than LSU defensively. Not a ton though. I think they're, they're, they're comparable in talent. I first saw this question. I thought it was who's got a better defense, Florida State or Clemson. Um, but I'm glad it wasn't that. Um, yeah, man, I I probably give the edge to Clemson. Yeah. Uh, just to, I mean, especially in this day and age, actually having cornerbacks that can compete. Yeah. I mean, LSU has some. I don't know how well they competed though. At least uh, towards the end of the game. So uh, we'll see how it goes. This is a theory that was floated out there. Aaron Van Lu, solid avatar. Looks like ACC championship game. Maybe Carlos being hoisted up by Cam Irving. Looks like it, yeah. The 2013 ACC championship game, yeah. How strong is Cam Irving, by the way? Good grief. Strong. strong. Aaron Van Lu says, do you think Mike's been very vanilla on both sides of the ball since LSU? Well, I don't think he really dictates much on defense. Um, so, on offense... I mean, I don't know, man. I, I you know, I, against Southern Miss, they didn't do a lot of screen game. You know, Jaheim had one pass thrown to him and dropped it on the first play of the game. They did a lot of kind of just throw it up deep and hope. Uh, I thought Boston College they looked like a normal Florida State offense. I mean, the last four drives were gross, but you know, they hit they hit Jaheim a couple of times. They had Johnny running free in the middle of the field. Um, it looked to me like it was the normal kind of uh, Florida State offense. I just think. Things have a way of looking vanilla when you 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 get stopped on four straight drives to end the game, um, and also when you can't get the running game going, and they just didn't get the running game going in that in that game to any real uh, degree, and so that makes that that can make everything look vanilla. And we talked about it as long on the War Chant report. That's not out yet, right? But if people are watching, it is. Live. Yeah, we just oh. dropped like twenty minutes. Okay. Um, you know, Jeff and I talked about like I if they if they try to run early against Clemson and can't. The beauty of this team and the beauty of this um, this roster and this offense is 
you could just decide to say, you know what we're going to do? We're going to throw it 75% of the time. That's not what Mike Norvell ever wants to do. That's not what his bread and butter has been. That's not kind of what his DNA is. But you know what? Mike Norvell's also never had a receiving core like this and a quarterback like this. And I feel like you don't, don't just bang your head into a wall because when they throw the ball, they move the ball well. Um, and when they've run the ball, you know, they didn't run the ball well against LSU, uh, in my opinion, not to their, uh, you know, standard. And they didn't run the ball against Boston College. Well, if you go out of Clemson again and they're in every time you try to run the ball, it's second and eight. Maybe just go a little hurry up. Use that quarterback. Use those wide receivers and go move down the field that way. Get a little run and shooty. I mean, I, I think maybe that's not probably something you game plan for, like in the middle of the second quarter. You're like, we're switching everything. We're switching our whole identity. But maybe in the bye week, you go, you go, you go to that a little bit. But then I say that it ain't like the offense has struggled. They they they're averaging 48 points a game or whatever it is. And before that four game four possession slump, they had scored on 17 to 20 possessions. So. I, I, what they're doing works. I don't. That's not what you asked, Aaron. I apologize. That was a long meandering answer. I don't think he's been uh, very vanilla. I'm sure he'll have some special stuff for Clemson because he always does. He always will. But I don't know that he's like held everything back to just unleash something this week. I think he has been a little guarded. I don't think you had to go full deployment against Southern Miss, and I don't really know if they thought they had you against Boston College. Just in terms of, like, the multiplicity of formations they run, the amount of, like, pre-snap movement they'll do, guys in motion, I I don't think they've done nearly as much of it as we'd seen in the preseason and and some of the sampling that we saw against LSU. Now, I don't know if that was by design or they, you know, they're trying to hold things back. I certainly, and you can agree with this, I would think, Corey, like, We've seen how multiple they are in terms of yeah. formations and you know movements, pre-snap movements, putting guys in motion, things of that nature. Uh, and if they were to do a lot of that, let's say against Clemson, it wouldn't be foreign to them because they've practiced the heck out of it. Yeah, I just don't think we've seen a lot out of it the last two weeks. So it is something to keep an eye on. Michael Lee, if the uh, nice photo of him and his bride, shout out, Michael. Stay forever young. If the Clemson Florida State game comes down to one position group versus another, let's say their cornerbacks versus our receivers, for instance, what does it come down to? I'm a I'm gonna go Florida State's defensive line against Clemson's offensive line. If they can they can whip those guys and get the Clubnik, get to Shipley before he gets a full head of steam, that's that's my uh, matchup. If I can get one in Florida State's uh, favor. Early and often, I'd go with the defensive line holding holding down things. I mean, I feel like every answer is the right answer. If your DBs can dominate, if your corners can dominate their receivers, if your linebackers can at least hang with those running backs, which is a tall, tall order, that is a, to me, that is a bit of a mismatch. If you get Clemson's running backs um, one-on-one with Florida State's linebackers, and it's not because I don't think Bethune and Deloach are good. They are. These guys are very, very good. Uh, the running backs for Clemson. But I want to say, man, honestly, um, receive, Florida State receivers. Okay. Like, I, I just – and the, you, but literally, you could do offensive line versus whatever. I just think you're going to have to make some special plays in this game. They don't it, – it's hard to just move the ball willy-nilly up there. You think about Florida State in 13, which we keep coming back to. Yes, they, 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 they didn't run the ball all that well in that game. But – 
they had Kelvin making that first catch, a ridiculous catch to get his foot down after the turnover to get an early lead. You had Rashad scoring, I guess, two touchdowns, three touchdowns, but he had a 71-yarder where he just runs the special plays, man. Go make special plays because you. I think it's a special group, and I think everything being equal, if they defend you well, you still have a couple of guys that are supposed to be able – to fight through that and make plays and go change games, change scoreboards, win the game. I think that's your receivers need to play well, really well, because this is the best cornerback. This is the best secondary they face. That's not a huge bar, but, but it is because I don't think LSU is very good back there. And they, they gotta, they've got to figure out a way to both of them shine, but also Destin Hill, go make plays. Winston Wright, go make plays. Give them an opportunity to go make plays. So I, I think it comes down to that. Can you can you win that battle uh, convincingly? Because that's why you beat LSU the way you beat LSU. They couldn't guard Keon Coleman. That's where you dominated them. That was the huge mismatch. So go, go do that again. So I was close. It was a 72-yarder. Man, what a game. What a game. That won't be happening on Saturday. And what was crazy is that, like, the, I think Jameis threw an interception when it was 24-7, to 7, um, where they had the – and it's a walk-in touchdown. I'll never forget it. Like, it's a walk-in touchdown if the receiver had he, – he faked like he was going to the sideline and then back – and then I can't remember who it was. It might have been Kenny Shaw. Then went back to a post. And the cornerback bid on it, and the safety both bid on it so hard that he's wide open in the middle of the field. But Jameis threw it to the sideline because there was a miscommunication because I think Jimbo's reasoning was that the receiver, Lawrence Dossey signaled in the wrong play because he didn't hear it right because their their uh, communication broke down right, like his headset went dead right when they were trying to signal in the play. But that his one, Jameis's one interception was a walk-in touchdown if he'd have known to throw it to the middle of the field. By the way, just want to just want to give Shane what he deserves. Keep it up there. Yeah, keep it up there. How about look at all those Roberto Aguayo kicks? Gosh, it's so low. Why is it so low? Did it. Why is that soft? I don't know, buddy. My gosh. I'm a mess. Mm-hmm. Uh, moving along here. Sky Ninja. Shout out, Sky Ninja. 20 bucks in the jar. I know this one at least works. Thank you, man. At what point do you make a change at running back? Also, would you play Marquise and Douglas more at tight end? Thanks, guys, for all the hard work. I think uh, I would give Trey the obviously Trey should start in this game and he should get carries. But I think by five or six carries, if you're not seeing what you want to see out of him in a game like this, um, you, you maybe you go another route. You don't want to, man. You're certainly like giving up on him, and it's not like he's been horrible. He just hasn't been what he needs to be, I think. In a game like this, hopefully that brings it out of him. And Because, again, I hope he feels some competitive fire watching the other two guys on the other sideline and the way they run. Mm. And maybe that'll that'll instill something in him, and he'll he'll run like that because he's, he's – I don't want to say he's as talented as Shipley, but he's close. Um, so, yeah, I hope uh, – but I would give – I would certainly give him a chance to make his mark and to show that he's going to be Trey Benson. Did you answer the Marquiston component? I would in this game, especially I, I would, because I like Morlock a lot, man. I think Morlock, you know, he'll be here for another year or two. He's going to be a huge weapon on this team and in this passing game. Um, he's better than I thought he was going to be, but 
he, I don't think he's the blocker that Marquisen is simply by sheer size. Like Marquisen's 280 pounds. And when Marquisen comes into the game, it's not like, oh, well, they put the fat tight end in. You know, he's not going to, they're not going to throw it. He's in there to run block. Well, no, man, he makes plays in the passing game too. And Marquisen, I'm not calling you fat. I'm saying they might view you as that uh, because you're bigger than most tight ends. You're, you're a well put together kid, stocky, um, husky. A husky kid, yeah. um, but I no, I would play him because I think he helps you in the run game on the edge uh, a little bit more than Morlock. And I think Jaheim Bell's a fine blocker, but man, Jaheim Bell is a guy that you're, he's out there to get the ball in his hands. I would like to have a tight end that's a run first, block first tight end, and I think Marquisa could be that guy. I would play him more. I think it's a little bizarre that he hasn't played more, uh, but maybe that changes this week. Chris Sanders, how does Florida State's defense hold up in a shootout? Do they create the stops needed? You know, they usually do. You know, they got a stop. You know, I know we all hated the Florida game, but they got a stop at the end, even with the crazy P.I. that McClellan had. They got that stop when it mattered. Uh, Oklahoma, you know, they didn't, Fitzgerald didn't kick that field goal with two seconds left. Like, Oklahoma had a chance to go back down the field. They got the stop there, and... They got the stop against Boston College. If you want to call a 31-29 game a shootout, they got the stop there. They usually do. Um, so I'm going to go oh. ahead and say sure. Don't think it's going to be a shootout, though, right? I, I don't know. I, I think I, – I because I don't think – I think the game will be somewhere like low 30s to mid-20s, whoever wins. I wouldn't call that a shootout. I, I would be surprised if it's 45-42 because um, I don't think Clemson's offense is that good. And uh, I think Clemson's defense is too good to just go in there and score 40, 45 points. So I, I look for like a 31-24 game. But I, I do think, man, I think I think Florida State's defense can hold up. The one thing I worry about, um, it's not so much even Shipley. Uh, he's going to get his yards because he's good. And they're going to make some plays because it's Clemson. But is that kid going to run a lot? Because he can run. And, 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 hey, it's 2023, man. Every college team has a quarterback apparently that can run, except Pitt. Um, but, but they got, can, can he, is he going to take off and run for like first down, like six first downs? Because if you can keep him in the pocket and not making plays with his legs and having to try to win the game with his arm, I really like your chances. What are we looking at here, Aslan? Uh, this is the list of the Florida State Clemson game since 2010. You can barely get 2010 probably on your screen there, but just, just kind of want to see how, how these games have worked out here in, in recent memory, at least when they've been competitive. Uh, obviously, the Willie years were not competitive, but but that's really the only time, right? Like when you look at those scores and you think about the the twenty one game, especially like I guess it ended up being a nine ten point game, uh, but it was you know that was a three point game in the with a minute to go or with on the last play. Yeah. Uh, they they even when I even like the seventeen game. The score ended up being lopsided, but that Florida State was down by three and had the ball at the Clemson like 40 after a turnover with 10 minutes to go in the game. Like they, they, they've they always found a way kind of to make them competitive. Indeed. Um, except Jace, Willie. Except Willie. Jason, good night. What version of Clemson do we see? Confident after the Boston College game and a seven-game winning streak over Florida State? or desperate knowing a loss could eliminate them from ACC contention or something in between desperately confident. <laughs> I like that. So you phrase a new phrase. Like Credo. So like <laughs> that's right. That's right. Um, speaking of, did you have a date this week earlier? 
this week? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I'm sorry. I, I guess I got we got our wires crossed. I yeah. thought that's what you're saying. Sorry, my fault. You should I answer Jason's question now? <laughs> that's my bad, Aslan. Um, yeah, that's a good question. Uh, it, it is. Are they confident? Is it false confidence? Because I think if they're confident after what they did the last two weeks, this is why I've kind of why I said it even on, on Monday's show is that. I, I think there's a chance this the way that Clemson has played these last two weeks over teams that, of course, they blew out, gives them maybe a false sense of confidence that they're better than they are. And Florida State comes in embarrassed and hungry because of the way they played, because we know they're better than that. So I feel like it's a it's a perfect storm for Florida. Plus, it's a noon game. And again, it's going to be loud. But 8 p.m. in Death Valley is different than noon in Death Valley. And I think um, I think. I think they're going to pretend that they're confident. I think they, you know, they're Clemson, so they know they're good, and they know none of those guys have ever lost to Florida State. But I think they they watch the LSU film. You know, I don't I don't know that the corners are confident they can hang with fourteen and four. I don't know that the defense thinks they can they can stop thirteen from doing anything. Now I think the offense is going to be confident that they can move the ball, but you know, don't give them easy throws early. Don't give them just chunk plays where nobody's in the picture. And let's see how confident they are at halftime. Let them go earn it. And then I, I think if it's not easy for them early on offense, and they let's say they have three points at the end of the first quarter or 10 points at halftime, I feel like they're going to start pressing. I don't think they're going to be co- nearly as confident once they actually see what this Florida State team is like. But that's just me. Also, none of that matters once you get punched in the mouth, right? Then you're on. You're, it's a football game. You're just in the game. Amen, brother. Amen. Um, where'd the question go? Sky Ninja's back. Are we making anything out of Keon's tweet? I think it's been deleted. I can only find it when I search it like this. I didn't know. I'm not that hip apparently anymore. But I guess Brees Hall, uh, the very talented running back for the New York Jets, was not utilized all that much in their loss against the Cowboys last weekend. And I think he went on social media and, and tweeted just three football emojis, I think. I and think then, he tweeted the number of footballs that, uh, like, number of carries he got, number of touches uh, he got. Uh, I okay. think that's what Brees Hall did. Okay. So people and were, I, yeah, I guess Keon tweeted three days ago, three footballs. So people thought that maybe that was some sort of disgruntled. Because uh, he, like, how many targets he got right on right. Saturday was three, apparently. I only remember two. Um, and look, uh, let's hold like, I, I, this is the, this is the bad part of social media, man. Is like, I know if we asked Keon about it, he'd say all the right things. I'm sure he was upset with the way he was utilized in that game. I, I, I don't know that he's played a college game since I certainly not last year. We had zero catches in a two point game. So I'm sure he was frustrated. Um, but buddy, this ain't East Lansing, man. Like you're, you're in Tallahassee and you are number three in the country and you won the game and you've got the biggest, literally, this is the biggest game of Keon Coleman's career coming up. Like, don't worry about that stuff, man. How about go go catch a punt? When you're running on an end around on third and three, don't run out of bounds a yard short of the first down. Don't OPI on a fourth down conversion. Don't miss a block or not block on a swing pass to Toa Feely that ends up in a fumble. Like that, I I I have to imagine because I we know Alex Atkins and we know Mike Norvell and we know uh Ron Dugans. That stuff doesn't. That's not going to be that. That I I imagine that got talked about, and if you say it was deleted, great. Uh, that got addressed really quickly. Like you're on a team with a lot of good players, man, and you know, 
Or maybe that's for the three touchdowns he had against uh, LSU. LSU. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I uh, I went back on his feed and scrolled through. I, I could not find it. Um, so, well, but maybe it was cached or something like that. And that's why. Uh, oh no, there it is. It's still there. Um, never mind. Moving along. Could be. Uh, you know. Look. You know what it could be. Honestly, Keon, I'm gonna take everything back that I just said. It'd be nice if you explained it instead of being uh, all vague and mysterious about it. I'm gonna say the three footballs represent three wins. Three oh. and zero on to the next one. Yeah. That's how key. That's what Keon's tweeting about. I like it. I like it, Corey. Um, where's our guy here, Louise? I think it was. Someone's asking about uh, our guy, Louise Maez. As on Corey, can you get the safeties and linebackers some vitamin energy? Focus on third and longs. Yeah, yeah. Why did we you can. The question? Oh, you're doing that. Sorry, we Aslan. Can. That's my bad. We can. You're doing too also, much. You're doing so much. So I don't know if you can tell. I'm gonna I'm gonna come in one shot real quick, Corey. I'll get you back here. There's this uh, sticker now on the boxes of vitamin energy. It says award winning, clinically proven. Mm. In late August, Corey, uh, vitamin energy commissioned a study. I'm going to read it to you real quick. Oh, okay. The trial examined the efficacy of vitamin energy and improving energy, mood, and cognitive function over a 14-day trial. Each participant had one shot every day for 14 days. They reported on their surveys they had positive improvement in concentration, mood, brain fog, and productivity the entire time. 11 out of the 12 parameters evaluated demonstrated a significant improvement by day 7. It was maintained at day 14. It was well received by the participants. Overall, the vitamin energy shots significantly improve energy, mood, and cognitive function, provide an average of five hours of energy per shot. It's it's science. It's clinically proven. This is the abstract. Hmm. There's charts, yeah, uh, data, and there's numbers. So shake it and take it. What else Get do you need? Coach. Plus, they're knolls. They are. They're knolls. So, yeah. Luis, hopefully um, – that the safeties and linebackers can get some more focus on third longs. Maybe a sack or two would help from the defensive line as well. Um, but yeah, they were they were pretty awful in that game on Saturday. But they had been really good at getting off the field all season. LSU, they were good. Southern Miss obviously wasn't a contest. Um, it's just that game they were uh, pretty awful, except for that five possession stretch where they shut them down. And last thing, look at that, right, huh? Look at that bottom corner. says, get 25% off. That's cool. Yeah. If you're just a regular human being. But if you're a freaking Florida State fan, Warchant.com subscriber, wake up Warchant listener, use the promo code WarchantBogo, and you'll buy one. You'll get one free. My math, not great, but that's better than 25% off. Yes, Corey? I think so. Yeah, yeah. That, that checks out. There we go. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Let's keep it going. Who needs five energy when you got pillars? Ray Pereira, everybody. What? Ray, man. Ray Pereira. 
Ray. I, I should have also pointed to the pillar when when Shane dropped the bag earlier. Shane as well, name on pillar, two tomahawks. Ray Pereira, name on pillar, two tomahawks. Ray, we'll see you and your uh, lovely wife in uh, Houston in about, what, three months, Haslon? Is that three and a half months for the uh, national championship game? H-Town, stay down. Her name's Stephanie as well. So that's, that's right. You think I'd remember that. You huh. think I'd remember that. How cute, right? Ray and Corey on a double date with their Stephanies. And we're saying Steph, and both of them are turning around. <laughs> Good times. <laughs> Greetings, Aslan and Corey. Can you elaborate on the strengths and weaknesses we can expect to see out of Klubnik? Yellow vitamin energy is the best. <laughs> Go Knowles. Nice. I like that he doesn't name it. He just calls it the yellow one. Probably this one. I think it's, it's the mango flavor, probably B12. Yeah. Yeah, that is Shout a good – hey, that tastes that tastes good, for real. Um, I would say, look, his strengths are he's got an incredible arm. He really does have a strong arm, and he can run. Like, he's an athlete. We talked to Jared Verse about him earlier this week, and I, I said, like, you know, I don't think he's quite the Boston College kid back there, but he can run. And he goes, oh, no, yeah, no, he's a great athlete. Like, Jared Verse is saying he's a great athlete. He can really run. Um, he doesn't – he hasn't done it a ton, but – you know, this is a game where you're making your fifth start where they might use that more than they have for him to get him going, to get the offense moving, to give Florida State something else to defend. I think he could be used in the running game more than he has been like actual like he scrambles. But I mean, like actual design runs, even perhaps um, his weaknesses are, in my opinion, uh, he's not all that accurate or has not been yet. It's five starts. This is his fifth start, though. And, I, you know, I just watched. You know, I watched him against FAU for about a quarter until that game got out of control. And then I watched a lot, most of the Duke game. And that Duke defense did a good job on those wide receivers. And he holds on to the ball a lot when that first read isn't open, in my opinion. I don't know that he progresses to his, through his reads as quickly as like a great quarterback. He's also young, so that's to be expected. So again, it goes back to Ray and everyone watching. Take the easy throws away from him. Just take them away and see what you can do. See what happens. T don't give him layups and make him have to throw it into tight windows, make him have to read a defense and not just, oh God, that guy's wide open. Let me throw it to him. Like make him have to play quarterback. And uh, and then I think you're going to win the game if you don't give him easy throws. I don't really have much to add to that. Uh, but don't you, wouldn't you say that athleticism and arm arm strength oh, are his, I mean, his are release, his the, the quickness of his release and the mm. strength of his arm. It's, it's impressive, but he, yeah. he does show a penchant to force it. Um, and especially last year, I mean, I know he's a true freshman. He's got a new offensive coordinator now, but man, like he, he wants to go for it all, all the time. So I know of course, like saying, take the, the easy stuff away, which clearly, because uh, I like Renardo. I like Renardo. I like greedy. I like Azaria. I like Fentrell. So yeah. if he wants to push it downfield in one-on-one -on -one situations with his receivers against those guys, I'll, I'll take it mostly, man. So, yeah, and if he if he makes a couple of incredible throws, then I'll tip your cap to him, tip your helmet to him. But you know that's you'd rather make some incredible throws than just easy, no brainer. There's a guy in the middle of the field for twenty yards throws. I mean, we really are nationwide. We really are tally to Cali. We got KG with the Southern mm -hmm. Cal avatar saying, "Fight on!" Hey, don't take it easy on Dilly this week, KG. That's gonna be uh, that's gonna be a toughie. Uh, I don't. I don't like Arizona State's chances, and and Dillingham. Every press conference is getting more and more frenetic. So come on, come on, take it easy on them. Um, yeah, Florida State will be. We don't want to dive too far into that one. Hey, you, will you guys beat Colorado? Hey, that's what yeah. you need to be asking yourself.
Will you beat UCLA? Will you beat Utah finally? Um, we feel good about it. We feel well, I don't know it. that he was being, uh, you know, rude when he asked that question, but I was genuinely saying, you know, Colorado's next week for you guys, I think. Isn't oh, that right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. They'll be fine. Um, I think Florida State will be fine in the swamp as well. Welcome, though, KG. I hope the, I hope the Trojans do well, man. I, won't, I got a little soft spot for them in my heart. Henry Lyles is here, everybody. We're live, boys. Wake up. If by some miracle Johnny and Keon are not playing great, who's your tertiary? Tertiary. tertiary. First, first and last time, Henry, that somebody's using that word on this show, I can promise you. Holy moly. Tertiary pass catcher. That's somebody on the like tangentially relay, like on the outside, mm. right? Or like, uh, I, I think yeah. I've never I don't think I've ever used it in a sentence. Uh all right, who's the tertiary pass catcher, excluding Jaheim, that would step up and lead us to victory? I've got Florida State 38, Clemson 10. Good Lord, I love it. That would be incredible. Um, I, I just – I th- maybe when we talk about them being vanilla, it's um, – it's they don't use the slot guys as much. I, I, I think Destin Hill – is is has not been unleashed at all. Uh, clearly, he has he has one catch. I don't think Clemson has any idea what kind of talent Destin Hill is. I think they're going to try to cover him with a, a a safety. I don't think they're scared of him. Um, I I think that Destin Hill is a guy that maybe has a breakout game because they are going to be so worried and they're well coached and it makes sense. They're going to be so worried about four and fourteen. That if it's not Jaheim Bell in that slot, which Jaheim Bell is going to be a big part of the game plan, obviously, I like Destin Hill to make a couple of big catches. Not he's not going to have twelve for two forty, but he could have maybe three first down catches, maybe bust one for fifty. That kid is a talented kid, and he's not been really utilized at all yet. You agree with the tertiary? Oh, what you didn't even read the definition. Tertiary is third in order or level, mm. but if uh, used in the geological uh, terms, it's uh, the first period of the Cenozoic era. Oh, well, everybody knew that. I was going for the, the right. we were using it in the context of the question. Yeah. I mean, it's really Jaheim. I know you said excluding Jaheim, but Jaheim's the answer, right? Well, like Jaheim he, is absolutely the answer. That's why Florida State's so tough to defend. I mean, they got those two dudes out wide, and if you somehow can corral them, oh, well, then they got this freak at tight end. But if somehow they, all those guys are are not having great games, I think, man, Destin Hill is a guy, man. By the end of the season, I just think he's going to be a dude, and maybe it starts this week. By the way, Joel Davis is here. <laughs> he sure is. Let's drop 200 bucks. Let's go. What? What? Joel Davis, like many of you self-employed gentlemen, found himself needing to possibly augment his work staff, but said, I was about to hire a new employee, but after trying Vitamin Energy, I don't need the extra help anymore. That's right. That's right. You, you do the work of three men or women with, with Vitamin Energy. That's not its intended goal, though, to, to remove people from the workforce. But It's a good point. Joel, think, think about it, buddy. Think about it. You can still you, maybe hire him part-time. Joel, thank you, man. We'll see you soon. We haven't seen Joel in a minute. We haven't. I, yeah, well, we haven't. Correct. He needs to come, hopefully, for the Virginia Tech game. Hopefully, there's going to be a big turnout. I know it's sold out. I think it's parents weekend, maybe, or homecoming, one of the two. But it should be a big crowd for Virginia Tech. That's two weeks from now. 
So they'll be in Doak finally again. And they might be 4-0 and ranked number two in the country. Good, at least a decent chance that they are. Does Michigan have Rutgers this weekend? Yeah, don't sleep on the Scarlet Knights. Don't sleep on uh, Greg Schiano. They're yeah. 3-0. And I think Harbaugh's still out, and he's doing his ridiculous spin the wheel of coaching. Like, yeah. all right, who's calling plays on second yep. quarter today? Um, thoughts on this, Corey? An edit with the Seminole Headlines crew with Jeff throwing up a lob to Corey like Dwayne Wade to LeBron. So I know you don't watch it, but we were talking about if we were a basketball team, like what roles we would fill. I think Ira came up with the analogy. He's like, you know, you might have Corey on the wing, but then I'm out. You might, Corey, fill in the lane for a dunk, but then I'm out wide open for a three, and Jeff's the point guard. Who do you kick it to? And and Jeff said he would just throw an alley-oop to me. And I'm like, all right, well, I'm just going to turn and run back down court because I'm not. it's going to land out of bounds. I can't jump. But anyway, uh, yeah, that would be funny to see Jeff throwing uh th- yeah doing the Dwayne Wade where he's just like doing this as he uh as LeBron's hammer dunking it behind him that was uh I know they won two championships in yada yada but other than the Ray Allen play that was my my by far the coolest play that they had in their four years together was the, the when they I think that was when they were in the midst of their 20 game winning streak or whatever where Dwayne Wade just LeBron was such a freak of an athlete Aslan Dwayne Wade didn't even have to look where he passed it. He didn't have to know where it went. He knew if he threw it up near the rim, it could be 12 feet. It could be 11 feet. It could be off to the side. That dude was going to catch it and hammer dunk it. He didn't even see him do it. He's sitting there celebrating before he even dunks it. It's an awesome picture. Can you find that? You're a good producer. Can you find that pick? I'm a co-host. I'm not a producer. Well, you're both. Uh, Aren't you producing this as you co-host? Yeah, I don't you even wear know. many hats. I zoned out. I was trying to find questions that pop up. Uh, LeBron, oh, D Wade, Dwayne, not Dwayne, everybody, Dwayne, uh, Alley Oop, probably. I'll see if I can find it out here while I uh, pull up this next question here. Rob Krause, yes or no? Florida State wins if they get to 31st. Yes. It's a good question. And yes, they will. Who I think it is a race to 30. Um, if Clemson scores 30 on you, that's the, that's a bad sign uh, because I don't think their offense is that good. Uh, yeah, there it is. I mean, look at that. Like Dwayne's not even found he's it. Not even looking at it. He's just celebrating and he's hammer dunking it. And that was an alley oop pass that he just threw up and then did this. It was uh, it was crazy. Yeah. Oh, sweet sweet LeBron. But yeah, I do think it's a race to 30. Um, the quicker you can get there, the better. Although maybe not, you got to thirty pretty quick against Boston College, then shut her down. Um, so maybe maybe you get to thirty on the on the you know fifth to last play of the game. Gregory Moran, I don't know if he'd be picking that if if his boy Micah Pittman was still in Tallahassee, but he's got mm. Clemson thirty-seven, Florida State twenty-seven. I mean, you know, anything is possible. Um, you know, if you have a special teams breakdown like you did against them last year. I mean, they scored. What was the score of that game? 34-28? Last Something year, like that, yeah, and that was in your house um, with what I think was a worse offense than this one. Ah, uh, that might not be true. Um, that I I just don't know how good Clemson is a receiver. No. You know what I mean? I know they got they got a tight end that's pretty good. I know they got a quarterback that can run, and they got two very good running backs. But do they have re- receivers? Do they have difference makers out there? Um, because that's that to me is like LSU had difference makers, um, and you shut them down pretty good. Boston College had a crazy running quarterback. You did not shut him down at all. I, I think I think Florida State's better defensively than they clearly looked in that game on Saturday. But not great. They're good. 
they had a true freshman, Tyler Brown, that like went off against FAU. Also, I think he had a nice like punt return. He's very he's small, shifty kind of slot receiver. And the oh, Antonio okay. Williams kid, who was a freshman All-American last year, uh, but he's not like a physically overwhelming kind of matchup. So you would hope a guy like Renardo would be able to neutralize him or, or Greedy or Jarian or, or Fentrell. So I, I think that's some of that plays in the Florida State. I do. I will say yeah. if Clemson scores 37, they're probably going to win. So yeah. you, you would want to hold them under that. That would hurt my feelings, man. If this defense surrendered 37 to this Clemson team, and I know that's that's a lot of like your your animus last year was just that Clemson team didn't have a lot of confidence yeah. offensively, and you gave you let you made them look like they were like vintage dynasty era Clemson when that team was clearly not. So if if you have like a, a replication of that, that would. Yeah, I just, you know, again, I know it was an awful, well, it wasn't an awful day because you won and you're 3-0. and It was very close to being a horrific day last Saturday. But at the same time, when you when you saw that face mask and you knew you won the game, and then you switched over to the other ESPN and saw that L- what LSU was doing to Mississippi State, I would think that would fill Florida State fans with a sense of, crap, when we, we we're real, we might be awesome when we play well. They're not good enough to play poorly and beat certainly Clemson, but if they play well, if Florida State plays well on Saturday, Clemson can't hang with them. And Florida State doesn't typically play horrible two games in a row. I mean, I guess I say that. They did it last year with Wake and NC State. Um, But I I just would be surprised if the offense didn't answer and play well, really well. If they stop Shipley, Corey, do they undoubtedly win? It, stopping by like he doesn't really make an impact on the game. Yeah, I because I, mean, I don't I don't think their wide receivers are good enough um, to to do much of anything. So he only had ten for thirty eight against FAU. But I mean, he cooked Duke though. I mean, he ran for over a hundred yards, over six and a half yards per carry, caught a touchdown. It's crazy. So, he has thirty. Well, how many carries does he have? Thirty six in his longest, and he's got four, eleven catches. So he's got 47 total touches through three games, and his longest play is 19 yards. Death by a thousand cuts. Yeah, and he'll do that to you. Like he's a he's a, but he's also a big play guy typically. Well, look at that. I mean, look, he ran for 132 against South Carolina. They lost. He only ran for 18 against North Carolina. They won. Um, I mean, he did beat up on Syracuse and Florida State last year in victories. So. And he had the kick return against Florida State, too. And the six, what is that, six catches for 48 yards? I think that will be absolutely what they, it doesn't look like he's caught a ton of balls this year. What do we say, 11? Yeah. Um, he might He might catch, I, I have a feeling they'll use him a lot on the edge like that, like trying to get him involved in the passing game. Because, uh, again, look, when they when, when in doubt, like they were against Duke, when they're, when they're playing a team, and I know it's crazy to hear it, but when they're playing a team that, that, that has pretty good talent like Duke does, and they feel like it's even footing, Shipley is their wild card, and they want to get him the ball as much as possible. So he'll he'll touch the ball, obviously carrying it, but they're going to use him coming out of the backfield too. He's a really good pass catcher. Quantrell knows. I see you out there, man, but your questions are too close to 2013 talk, which we're not doing around here. We're not doing it. We're not doing it. Mike, undisclosed Mike, Mike Doe. If you had the pick of running up a score against the team, who would it be? Clemson, Miami, or Florida? Florida this year. I'd do Florida. I would do Dabo. Dabo. 
Yeah, I, it's been too long. You haven't beaten him seven years in seven tries. Haven't beat him in nine years. Um, the way he talked about how scared you were and how cowardly your program was a few years ago um, for canceling the game, I, I would do it to Dabo. But I don't see that happening. But if you get a chance, absolutely put 50 on him. We talked about this yesterday, but uh, oh, shoot. Speaking of which, man, all the questions that we didn't get to on the Renegade Express, I need to pull those up here. Uh, Seminoles for the win 23. If we win, what will it mean? Will we get more respect on our names or will we be known as the ones who beat a trash Clemson team? Isn't that the way it works? Seminoles FTW 23. Um, I think it would be more of um, the latter. Uh, not not that they would be disrespected, but I, I don't think if Florida State goes up there and plays well, like like when they did that, when they did, um, when they beat Clemson in 13, yes, they looked awesome. And yes, they ended up being ranked number one, but it was after Oregon, Oregon had to lose for Florida State to be ranked number one, even after they what Florida State had done to Clemson. And that's because people thought, oh, or Clemson was just clearly overrated. Um, I think if that happens, they'll be like, oh, you just beat a team that lost to Duke. Congratulations. But what you do have this year, that you, you didn't have in 13, not that it mattered because you won and you didn't get it till the end of the season, you have a win over an SEC power a bit and a good one, a team that's very good, and you beat the tar out of them. So I think the respect will be there. Um, it just, you know, that LSU win, you can't overstate how, how important that can be later in the year. Even if you lose this game or you stumble – if you win this game and stumble somewhere else along the line – the fact that you got that LSU win will mean, I think, will mean a lot. But yes, I don't think Flo- I don't think many folks will be like, "Wow, Florida State's awesome." It'll be like, "Wow, what happened to Clemson?" FSU man, fifty thirty. When you and the media say the team worked hard in the offseason, what are the things you saw that made you say that, or is it just talk around? The, is that the talk around the team? No, it's it's what we see when they practice, what we see on the uh, we get to see how many what do we get? What are those things called in the offseason? The not tour tour of duty. Oh, is that what they're called? What did Willie call them? I always forget all these names. Chase. The chase. chase. Oh, boy. Um, So when you watch that and you see what they're going through, uh, yes, they work hard. But it's more than that. When you talk to players that come from other programs and talk about this program. It's the way they talk about it. It's what it's just what what it's based on. It's just what this it's it's what this program prides itself on is working that hard. Um, and it starts at the top. The guy just doesn't he doesn't suffer laziness at all. That's it, not part of his DNA. That's not going to he does not want that to be part of his program. Um, so that I mean, look, they all work hard, man. They're football players and they're all jacked uh, like bodybuilders. So every team in the country works hard it's working a little bit harder, which they, they certainly believe they do, which, you know, which is half the battle. Bad Noel, wake up, hope you fellas are vitamin energized. Mm-hmm. I watched We're Number One documentary yeah. series over on uh, the ACC Network the other night. Thought it was well done. P-Dub was that guy. Curious if either of you had the chance to watch it, your thoughts, and if this team had Mickey in his prime, as a defensive coordinator with this roster, do you think it's a top 10 defense in the country? Side note, I think we'll see this team play one of, if not the best games of their season so far this Saturday. Well, golly, I hope, I mean, if it's, it's only been, it'll only be game number four, so what else are we stacking this up against in terms of one of the, uh, too much talent, too much at stake not to come out their best effort. Yep. I yep. don't want to answer the Mickey one. I don't know, man. Mickey, 
I, I, I don't want to say anything remotely, not absolutely. Uh, it's different crazy. eras. It's different eras. Yeah, it just it, it is. It's, it's hard to watch, know, man. I did watch the last night. It was good. I mean, it's it's like an hour long. I, you know, feel like they probably left some meat on the bone there, but I guess they hit what you had to hit. They, you know, the P-dubs off the field stuff or whatever, and Lavernius getting kicked off the team, and the Miami game, Clemson game, Georgia Tech game, Florida game got kind of the, the focus, and then, you know, the Virginia Tech national championship game, obviously, too. So, I mean, well, it's, it's funny about that that team and how dominant it's viewed and how dominant it was, quite frankly, but, you know, that Clemson team was not a good team at all, and they were down in the fourth quarter in that game. They were down 14-3 to at half on the road. It was the first Bowden Bowl, I think. And then, um, you know, they beat, they gave up 35 to Georgia Tech. But now they had Joe Hamilton, but they, they won that game by six. They won Clemson by three. Um, I think Georgia Tech was a very good team. Clemson was eh, okay. I even remember late in the season, they kind of struggled to separate themselves from Virginia. Like they didn't, they didn't steamroll teams at all times. But when they played their best, uh, they were obviously unbeatable. They were very, very good. I have not watched it yet. I, I will. Um, and Peter Warwick was exceptional. Peter Warwick is, you know, you could make an argument. I was thinking about this. I think Dion is probably the most important player Florida State's ever had and clearly one of the best because he's a Hall of Famer and he's the best corner that ever lived. But for a college football team, a college football player, I don't know that Florida State's ever had anybody better than Peter Warwick. He was unbelievable. And he did it in huge games against good teams. They could not defend him. Uh, he was awesome. And then... You know, they played Tennessee and they gave him the ball once. Hmm. What would Peter Warwick have tweeted after the Tennessee loss when he had one catch? <laughs> Holy moly. Oh, jeez. MyBookie.ag promo code is WarChant. Use that for an instant cash deposit bonus when you sign up for the first time over at MyBookie.ag where you can bet on, again, anything, anytime, anywhere. Futures, national championship picks, Heisman picks. This might be the last time to get on Jordan at a low value, or actually like a high value, low cost. Because if he beats Clemson, you know, you start stacking other signature wins. Things look good. Also moves you closer to making it to the playoff. If you beat Clemson, you slay that dragon. You, you carve out that path. And then you can also bet on games. There's a live casino as well. Lots of great games this weekend, but obviously Florida State Clemson. It was one and a half on Sunday, I think into Monday over at my bookie, but it's now two and a half. So there's a lot of optimism coming down Florida State's pike. So why be scared of another point? Point and a half, two and a half. They're going to win convincingly. Do it responsibly. Trust your instincts, too, not just mine. MyBookie.ag. Use that promo code WordChamp. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere over at MyBookie.ag. Um, Grumpy BK, big week. Hope you both make the trek for this one. T Ira as well. Uh, we all be. Yeah. Two questions. Are the hockey line changes for our defensive line helping or hurting early in games? How much of Jordan's backyard style of play thus far is because of success in camp against a potentially inferior secondary? I don't buy that. I don't buy that. Um, and the hockey line changes. It is kind of odd, but I mean, listen, they got stops in the fourth quarter when they needed to. So maybe that kept them fresh and, uh, the problems were on the back end. I don't think it was because Malcolm Ray's out there and, you know, Dennis Briggs is out there and they're not just overloading Fabian and Fisk with. Uh, it's weird. Uh, I, I don't know that Byron Turner played in that game. Um, I don't think Edmund played much. 
Um, and I thought that was a mistake, honestly. I haven't looked at the snap counts, but um, I thought that Edmund should have played more so Burse and Peyton could have been fresher later in the game. But I also get, like, the, it's winning time. Like, we got to have our bet. We can't lose this game because Jared Burse is on the sideline. Um, and, you know, they, again, they were one – one stop on third and 17 away from it all not mattering. Um, but I, I I don't – yeah, I'm with Aslan, especially in the interior, because they're holding up well. Uh, again, they they no no running back is average – I mean, no, the running backs haven't done anything to this team through three games. Nothing. Jane Daniels had some nice runs, and obviously Cassianos did too for Boston College. But the running backs aren't doing anything. They had 25 for 57. Um so I think I think it's needed. I, I think, look, man, I think Dennis Briggs is a good football player. And you can't play Jared Burse 80 snaps in this game. Uh, that was too many that he played uh, last week, I thought. He played 73 snaps? 73, yeah. How many did Gilbert Edmond play? 27. Okay, so he did. But I don't see Byron Turner on there at all. Briggs played 34. No, no. Patrick, Payton played, Patrick Payton played 54. So they basically rotated those three. They basically rotated Payton and, and Edmond. Um, I just think that's uh, and Malcolm Ray played one, so that that you know whatever, whatever happened there. So I I think that it's when you have depth like that, I think that I think that's beneficial. Um, just they couldn't you know they couldn't get off the field. Fabian played thirty nine. Um, Should Joshua Farmer be playing more than Fabian Lovett? No, well he did in that game, but I no, know, it's, not, it's yeah. not criminal. But like that's that's interesting. I think. Yeah, yeah, that's interesting. Um, yeah, I think that's a that's a healthy rotation though with those uh with those four. Uh, Braden Fisk. Come on, Braden. Get it together. Yeah, he, he, he graded the lowest on the team besides Peyton. Well, that didn't help that Peyton and Fisk uh, were the two lowest graded, but again, we take those grades with a, a lot of grains of salt. I, I think that I liked I like what they're doing, honestly, but you don't want to give up a score. You don't want to, if it's a, I get, when is a non-pivotal part of a game against Clemson? Like, say you get up 14 to three and you rotate in your second string defensive line and Shipley runs on them. And now it's 14 to 10. Well, you had a chance to step your, put your foot on, but you also can't play these guys every snap. So that's, that's why the coaches get all the big bucks, man. They got to decide when to, when to rotate in their backups. I do think a defensive tackle though, Fisk, Farmer, Briggs, and Lovett, Lovett's the best player, I think, but they're all interchangeable. They're all good, and you're going to be good in the middle with, with two of those four guys in there. Uh, our guy, Random Underscore John, was asking about, you know, when you'd go to Biscuit, why he's not playing much, so we kind of already touched on that. Did we do the flan? Did we get back to the flan? Did we do that yesterday? I don't think so. Good morning, gentlemen. As I'm all I'm going to say is we were rolling through two games and then Corey decides to speak out against Flan mm. and we have that performance in Boston. Correlation yeah. or causation, I'll let the audience decide. Yeah. Do we think having Maurice and Robert Scott back, hopefully, would make a significant difference in the run game? It's nice to have depth, but I feel like Maurice is a key component considering his experience and communication he coordinates. The staff found ways to run the ball on Clemson last year with a far less talented front. Can't imagine they won't be able to do the same this Saturday. I think um, I stick by it, though. Sorry, it's still not a big flan guy. No, I no chance. No, nothing has changed in that department. But I will say, if we think it helps, uh, flan is great. Everybody should try it. I just have a weird palate. I've heard great things. It, it's got to be awesome. Everybody loves it. Um, as far as Maurice Smith, I think you know Darius has done fine at center. Um, Maurice Smith is the starter for a reason. So clearly, it's better if he's out there. I also think he can reach 
more people to block and get there maybe a little bit quicker than Darius can, and that helps. Um, so in the running game, maybe up the middle, um, A-gaps, I think maybe it would help to have Maurice in there. Um, but, you know, if he's not 100%, that's that's where you got to figure it out. Like if, if Maurice isn't 100%, if he's 86%, is an 86% Maurice Smith better than 100% Darius Washington? I don't know. That's why Atkins get, gets paid the big bucks. But, yes, it would be nice to get both of those guys back. <clears throat> it, I, I think Bless Harris has done a fine job at left tackle, though. I, I Again, it's really nice to have those kind of options. When you lose two starters on your offensive line, you've got – you replace them with guys that have, you know, played a lot of football. Our guy Sabaxley uh, got back to me. He said he started a question on the Renegade Express thread with intentions of coming back during the day to finish, but the day was just way too busy. And he just remembered now, please skip mm. me on the pod. Hopefully I'll see you in Clemson and give you a fist bump and buy you a beer after the game. There you go. You going to get a beer after the game, Aslan, or are you getting back on the road? How we'll about see. you hand Aslan a beer? Because he's not going to a bar in Clemson. <laughs> but you, if you got a beer to hand him as we're walking back to the car, you could, you could do that. Um, you know, in this day and age, I can. I remember like when I was there in 2007, they lost. I was like kicking over trash cans the entire way back to this, the car because I was just absolutely crestfallen. Thought that Jimbo Fisher guy was going to fix everything overnight. <laughs> Didn't did quite not. happen. Yeah, he, did not. he had fixed it though. It got fixed. He did. He did. Uh, on the way out, Fatal Jedi on the Vitamin Energy. What orders qualify for the Warchant discount? All of it, for what I know, as long as you use Warchant Bogo and the item is of equal or lesser value, have at it. It's right above my head. You can use it there. Thanks again, everybody, for being here. Hit the thumbs up on the way out. I don't think we. We didn't harass you about that, which is unfortunate at this point, but hit the thumbs up. Yeah, It'll help you on the way out, I think. Uh, shout out to our guy, Shane, Pillar, Ray Pereira, Pillar, Joel Davis, Pillar, uh, and Sky Ninja FSU for getting involved, uh, throwing in dollars into the tip jar. Thank you very plenty much, of, everyone, for real. Plenty of content over at warchant.com. Sign up. If you're a first-time subscriber, you'll get 50% off an annual membership. There's a third and Lang piece up looking at the analytics behind Cade Klubnick's performance of late. There was a three, two, one after the Boston college game. There's a war chant report, Corey, Jeff, myself. I got a column on Jared Burse uh, That's going to be dropping any moment. Now you can go read that matchup analysis, Matt Lassere going through all the, the ins and outs. He spoke to Matt Connolly of on three. Who's covered Clemson forever. He joined us on the war chant report as well. There'll be a pregame show 11 a.m on Warchant TV with Tom Lang and Jeff Cameron, a post-game show with Gene Williams and Tom Lang, a wrap-up mm. presented by Vitamin Energy with Corey Clark and Ira. We'll be out there. Biggest game of the year because it's the next one, right, Sign Corey? up. So that's right. That's right. We don't we don't even care about the opponent. We just focus on ourselves still. You need to sign up because it's a huge game, and it's Clemson and it's Dabo, and this team needs to go beat Clemson. Finally get it done. Uh, we'll give Henry a bonus question because of his uh, vocabulary. Most likely, verse with two or more sacks, Benson with 100 or more yards rushing, or Destin Hill 100 yards more receiving? Uh, Benson. 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 Yeah. yeah. Destin with 100 would be all unbelievable. That would be great. Do us right, Trey. Do us right. We just Come on, man. Come on. Thanks for watching. Again, hit the thumbs up, everybody. Thanks for watching. Wake Up War Chant, presented by the Corner Pocket Bar and Grills as we were live on YouTube. Our good friends over at VineMarriage.com, shaking and taking. Go to WarChant.com, stay connected. Have a great one, everybody.